Chafee. Here I am. Are you there? That's me. I'm Chafee. That's my name. What's happening? Who were we listening to today? That was a little uh, Super Cat with Method Man. Love it. A little uh, jungle business, a little jungle rasta. My favorite genre, hip hop jungle mashups. And that jungle business. It matches the uh, weather today. Business is good indeed, my friend. Wait for it. It's stormy today. I waited for it, and it came. You did what? I waited for it. <laughs> and it did not let me down. Yep. Sometimes you wait for it, and wait for it, and wait for it. Yeah. That uh, time. Wait for it. There it is. Some pe some people wait for the intro to this show. Wait for it. Wait for it. Wait, wait for it. And wait. Hello yeah. and welcome to One Magical Hour, a Matthew and Schaefer podcast spectacular. Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> yeah! Yeah! Podcasting is hard. Yeah, I'll tell you, the intro is going to improve a lot when I when I fully memorize the name of the podcast. I thought it was extravaganza, and you've said uh, spectacle the last couple of days. <laughs> but, well, let me let's talk about the distinction there too. Like a spectacle uh, could be uh, like a car wreck. I like extravaganza much more. Extravaganza sounds like, well, like a circus or, you know, something to professional entertainers that have been working hard to bring you this entertainment. Well, then maybe maybe spectacular is more. Oh, well, oh, did you say spectacular? It should be spectacular, I think. Did today you say spectacle? Maybe I did. Maybe I did. Ah. <laughs> uh. I was listening back, against my better judgment, I was listening back to yesterday's program. <laughs> and uh, I did catch myself misusing a word. Um, really? I don't think I noticed. It's, man, it's subtle, but here, here it is. Outing. Oh, good. I had mentioned that. And, but it was kind of, it's kind of with an asterisk because we didn't actually go to a disc golf course. I'll play it. Spelling kids. for a uh, 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 An asterisk? <laughs> like asterisk and obelix? Um, it's an asterisk. Asterisk, okay, yeah. I, I know what you mean. I thought that I was just um, using the French pronunciation. <laughs> but yeah, I, no, yeah. there's definitely a syntactical difference between asterisk and asterisk. I think everybody in the world screws that up, right? Asterisk being my favorite uh, world domination board game. <laughs> the, 
that's when uh, asterisk is when is <laughs> is when you uh, play risk, but 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 somebody somebody in the room is not everybody in the room is on the same substances, so then you could get an asterisk because the game because the game wasn't fair. Oh, I thought it was the act of trying to get somebody to play with you. You asked to risk. Asterisk. <laughs> that's asterisk. This podcast is fire. Podcasting is hard. And I'm one thing that I'm struck with is like the state of being which I should arrive to the podcast in, you know. And I mean, obviously, that's going to be variable, but. Yesterday, I, before the podcast, I had some leisurely time. I did yoga and I went on a bike ride and I was, I was feeling like cleansed and ready and, and super alert. And now today, you know, I've, uh, it's stormy Norman and I, maybe I had some tequila and a beer last night to celebrate my bike ride and and our podcast and um so like i'm in a different state of being uh coming to this podcast so you know this episode five i just hope it's better than episode four i would imagine that on those days when you know we're well rested and we didn't have to rush to you know figure out you know our tech stuff and you know, get coffee and everything. Uh, just, you know, we're well set up. Those, those, like, those might sound the best, but I'm sure that they're not always the, not always the edgiest, you know, if we're, yeah. if we're comfortable, then. Yeah, they're not going to produce the best content at all. Of course, that's never going to be a problem with me. I'm always going to be like. So, the, yeah, where were you? Knocking were you just... shit over in the house, trying to get coffee while I make it over here five minutes late. Um, which just happened. Uh, so far, you've made me wait every podcast. I feel like it's, is that part of your um, trying to get the best out of me? Just because I'm so Hollywood. <laughs> I've never known you to be a tardy person. No, I, and I'm not really. I, I just... Uh, That's just the level of concern you're giving this endeavor. <laughs> no, it's just it's so much easier to be late when it's at your computer desk you know yeah it's funny how like uh all this like working from home and zero commute and everything hasn't really like improved anybody's punctuality <laughs> i don't think i'm way more likely to be late to something that's going on in my house than something all right well i'll keep that in mind uh i'll adjust accordingly I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you yeah. didn't. Uh, I'm glad you didn't totally slough it off. And especially, you know, I would always try to text you if I was going to be a few minutes late. I really thought that I did today, um, but did you see my text? Yeah, it was just a clock, right? But I didn't see that. It's no, I didn't a see mantelpiece that. clock. I didn't. I didn't see that until you called. <laughs> no worries. Uh, we will we'll, we'll get today's over. today's special today's weird it's dark and stormy all day long this is a 
Every, the world is late today. So this is what it would be like, you know, 97% of the year if you were, if you're podcasting from Bellingham. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Your, your next move. Oh, I have no doubt that I would mostly shut down if I lived in Washington. I, I, I think I'm ready to mostly shut down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you're just saying that today because it's all Bellingham here. Yeah, yeah, it's it's. I think it's lovely. When we texted early this morning, first thing you you texted me right back. Um, yeah. Did you go back to bed? I did go back to bed for a bit. Okay. I was I I was up at like six a.m. Yeah, I talked to my dad on the phone. Uh, yeah, I texted with you. I did some clean the house a little bit. Uh, but yeah, I, uh, I did, I absolutely had to go back to sleep a bit. I was up real late last night. What were you doing? What were you up to last night? Just fucking being weird, reading and tooling around my house. That sounds so luxurious. I know. You guys. We're on, we're back on sort of a school schedule. And so like, I'm shooting for you know, up out of bed by 6.45. And uh, so, so then I like, I put pressure on myself to go to sleep. Although it, it, I didn't really have that issue last night. I was ready to go to bed. Um, uh, but yeah, back on a an earlier schedule. During the pandemic, we mostly rolled out of bed around eight. Yeah. Which I think is pretty... I, I mean, that's definitely good for me between seven and eight. I'm not a late, I'm not a late night guy. I'm a lark, they call it. A late night? I, I, I'm not a night owl. I'm a lark. I got it. Okay, I get it. I'm an early guy. That's, not, a, <laughs> that's not an anagram? No. <laughs> did you set off to solve the anagram? I did. That's awesome. Uh, I, you know, when I tell my, it's, I, when I tell my friends who are married with kids, you know, about my night illness, you know, how, especially during this pandemic, I find myself staying up really late, just hanging around my house. Like, I think that, you know, their ideas, like their heads just fill with these magic ideas of like all the fun and, all the stuff that I'm getting done, you know, all the fun I'm having and all the stuff that I'm getting done. Uh, but it's not like that at all, guys. Like, it's, it's like stare at the wall for a while. Like, uh, remember that you haven't practiced piano in five years. So like play piano for like 30 seconds, stare at the wall for some more. It go like move some things around in your kitchen, read a book for two hours. And then like, and not that I'm not saying it's not great. It is, <laughs> but, but it's not like a bunch of things are happening, you know? <laughs> right. Well, it's a grass is always greener on the other side situation for yeah. sure. When you don't have free time, you, your imagination can only run wild with what you might do with some free time. 
and when you do have free time, you fuck away massive amounts of it. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I observe from my single friends. <laughs> <laughs> but that's really. I mean, maybe that's what you're supposed to do with free time. Is just yeah, I, fritter it away. Um. Do you have uh, the? Uh, do you have anything that we could do for our very first round of quick takes? Do you have that put together? No, not at all. Okay. It's really an idea. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I would like to have some quick takes on some things. The idea was like, yeah, it was funny. Like in my head, like we just like it, you might review, like you can review a movie or a restaurant or something but the idea is that it's 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 only like 30 seconds but you also like we but we come up with an our like our own arbitrary like rating system you know well i could do an impromptu one right now okay let's do it i, I just i just remembered something that um i thought that our uh, flight of the navigator discussion was so good that um we we watched uh freaky friday we watched the original with jodie foster and then we watched when actually we actually first we watched the newer version there's three versions actually there's an there's an even more recent one uh and i'm not sure what year that's from there's one from the aught aughts with lindsay lohan and jamie lee curtis um, which we, which we watched that first. And I got to say, as we were watching that, it seemed like a little too kitsch and cliche. Right. But, um, I see how they were, they were, uh, pulling from the original as far as sort of kitsch and cliche. The, the original Freaky Friday is a weird, weird movie in the Lilo Jamie Lee Curtis version. There is spoiler alert uh racist overtones uh they switch bodies because they're in a chinese restaurant and the matron of the family who owns the chinese restaurant overhears them having this argument about how they don't understand each other's point of views and so she against the will of her daughter brings them this these magical uh, fortune cookies and they each take one like begrudgingly she's interrupting their argument and then it, it's it's this like Chinese magic that makes them switch bodies they they are in the downstairs of the restaurant they feel an earthquake and when they come up to uh, the restaurant they realize no one else has felt the earthquake and then they go to sleep and then when they wake up they've switched bodies okay that's that's the premise for that. But in the but in the Jodie Foster, uh, Barbara, um, I'm gonna say her name wrong. Um, the the mother is um, Barbara Harris. Um, they they basically they're they're like not together, and they basically say, "I wonder what it's like to be my mother" or something, and it goes like psychedelic. Uh, whoa, 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 whoa. Like the, there's no explanation for the voodoo in yeah, yeah. the original. It's just this psychedelic switch, and it shows a split screen of them. And there's this crazy, like '70s, like color flashing things that happen. 
and then they switch bodies. I, I found it interesting that like the, the newer version uh, felt compelled to like give a more <laughs> racist reason for why. Less sensitive. For why is this thing? But uh, that you know that one that movie was not so bad. The one with with Lilo and Jamie Lee Curtis. I gotta say the the, the original with Jodie Foster was was weird. It's a really weird flick. And once they switch bodies, there's a ton of just voiceover of them of the other voice like the the Jodie Foster child is doing things and you hear the mother's voice I don't I don't know it's not well done uh, one interesting part of it is that the original Gomez Adams from the Adams family is the dad in that movie and, yeah and he's a male chauvinist pig which is a phrase that they use a couple of times <laughs> Uh, Jodie Foster, as her mother, finds out that her dad is a male chauvinist pig because he's putting all these demands on his stay-at-home wife. <clears throat> anyway, I don't recommend either of those films. Really? Uh, that's my quick take. It wasn't very quick. So one, ma one magical hour of my take on Freaky Friday. <laughs> so the Jodie Foster version, uh, how many avocados, one to five avocados? I, I I mean I'm surprised that don't you think that movie's kind of a cultural touchstone? Like I definitely do. Yeah, everybody knows it, right? But like yeah. I didn't. It was not a good movie. It was full of weird sets and and cruddy effects and I, I don't know. I give it like two two and a half avocados. Two and a half avocados. That movie gets four avocados for me. Just just for the. Uh, the uh, water ski arama climax of that movie. Okay, um, that was fun. That was fun, but but then in the climax, when they switch back, the bodies switch positions, <laughs> yeah. um, which is also completely unexplained. Um, but yeah, I, I I've been really enjoying watching like movies from the sixties and seventies and just. No doubt. Marveling at how the world has changed. And uh, and the Lohan one, how many avocados does that one get? Uh, I, I gave it maybe three and a half. Like, I mean, Jamie Lee Curtis? I mean, come on. Like, I don't. Love I her. Seen, and, I have seen that movie, but it was about 15 years ago. I actually watched that movie with Amy Marshall and Derek Mix. <laughs> and, but I remember us all really liking it. So I'm going to go ahead. I'll give it three and a half stars. Three and a half avocados, too. Um, it was it was good. I don't really good, remember. And um, uh, I, I, you know, Lindsay Lohan, I, I like that. That Mean Girls is also really good. You know, oh, we, you know, we also watched the the more recent Parent Trap, which starred an even younger Lindsay Lohan. And she she was good before she got all jacked up on fame and drugs. Like that was an excellent adaptation. All right. Both of the both the original Parent Trap and the new Parent Trap are good. Yeah, the, the and the and like comparing those is pretty interesting too. Uh, <laughs> we were watching the original Parent Trap and the dad who lives in California. Um, I, I think his his girlfriend or something says, "Well, your dad loves golf and martinis," and my daughter was like, "Just like you, Dad." <laughs> so some things never change. Parent Trap, the original Parent Trap has one of my all-time favorite 
lines in any movie. It was just the, uh, <laughs> they say to the to the fancy the fancy twin, <laughs> "What are you from outer space?" And she says, "No, I'm from Boston." <laughs> Yeah, uh, I, I just took a picture of you because you you're it's completely dark over there because it is so stormy outside and you are like a <laughs> a disembodied head in the the show pick has got to be you right here. <laughs> it's awesome. So I'll, I'll, I'll include that with the audio recording. Are you from outer space? No, I'm from Boston. What's the difference? Let's get together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, let's start podcasting. Three, two, one. Uh, I would like to go ahead and give one more uh, brief, uh, brief review. You mentioned that there's been yet another remake of that uh, of the part of the Freaky Friday film. I can actually think I just recently saw yet another take on it that's it's the R-rated comedy version with Jason Bateman and uh and Ryan Reynolds. And I don't remember what it's called, but it's pretty good for avocados. That's it. When did that come out? I don't know. I found it on the streaming meow meow. Uh but very fairly recently. Freaky Friday 2018. It's no, okay, so that's not it. It's not called free. It's I, called like I, Wish I Was You or something like that. That's a Disney Channel original. Uh, it really is. I mean, I, I guess it's a cultural touchstone because. Um, it's such an interesting idea, right? Like the idea that you could uh, switch bodies with somebody, be somebody else for just one day. I mean, it's really the only way we can really understand another person, you know, and that's, the, you know, the simple fact is nobody really knows what anybody else is feeling. And, you know, that's kind of the crux of all, you know, all the problems with humanity. Um, and you know, ultimately, what's great about humanity too. Uh, but yeah. Well, and even further, you're uh, sort of the other side of that coin is that you are a part of consciousness as uh, an existence as being locked in your own head, and you know, you really you, not only would you need to <laughs> would you need to be somebody else for a day to really understand that that's completely impossible so that's a a maddening uh, situation but we can try you know with communication that's why i wanted to talk about the asterisk thing is uh i i, I want clear communication and it's it's so difficult even between two people who are the, speak the same native language you know oh yeah uh, the change up, the change up from 2011 is the name of that movie. 
and it's uh and it's not it's not terrible not terrible uh 25% rotten tomatoes 39% metacritic four avocados Schaefer. three and a half three and a half to four 3.75 avocados. Did I see this movie? Gosh. Huh. Um, I guess it didn't make a huge impact on me. I mean, this is an interesting premise. This is like what we were talking about a minute ago. It's the it's the married dad trades places with the with the single guy. Exactly. Uh, well, maybe I'll have to seek that out. Do you think I can watch this with my kids? <laughs> kidding. I'm kidding. Be ready to answer some I'm kidding. I'm kidding. One thing we do sometimes is we watch a movie that we were allowed to watch as kids with our kids. Like we watched Mr. Mom. Yeah. Mr. Mom was an example. Big Business was another example. And um, maybe we, I know I watched Mr. Mom when I was quite young, but it has all kinds of overtones that are not. Oh man, yeah, they're like, not super kid friendly. <laughs> PG and PG thirteen, definitely. The the uh, the goalpost moved on them uh, from the eighties. Definitely. Is that Tipper Gore's fault? I don't know. I remember, like my mom. Uh, we were all together like over Christmas or something, and my mom was like these kids got to watch Goonies. And we're all like, yeah, sure. You know, like, I, I like Goonies just fine, but it, it wasn't like the, it wasn't the touchstone for us, you know, my sister and I, that it was for some people our age. Um, so we were like, yeah, all right, whatever. Let's watch Goonies. Uh, I remember that being just a fine movie, you know, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like that whole uh the whole beginning of that movie is centers around the bit where like that naked statue gets broken and then the kid glues the wang on upside down <laughs> it's just like they're just like really it's just one of those things where it's a relatively innocent thing except that the whole movie is focused on that you know so like the camera's looking at it, all the kids are looking at it everybody in the room is looking at, you know, it's not like you can be like, oh, you know, it's not something that just passes by in the scenery. It's what everybody is talking about. <laughs> I've completely forgotten about that. <laughs> so it's just like, I, I don't and, think mom, and of course, like mom has played this up. Like it wasn't even us. Mom's been like, this is the best movie. Every little kid needs to see this movie. You know, <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> and my sister and I are both just like giggling, like we're not very good at <laughs> at playing that stuff off. <laughs> so we're laughing because we're little kids laughing at the upside down penis. So, so uh, talk to me. Four avocados for uh, the first fifteen minutes of the of Goonies, at least. Yeah. Okay. okay. Hilarious. Well, I look forward to watching that with my kids someday later, now that you mentioned all that. So, so avocados. The reason I picked avocados is because yesterday when I was trying to build our website, 
I picked uh, some uh, some public domain avocado wallpaper for the uh, landing page for our website. Um, I don't mind being associated with avocados. Yeah, I don't either. I have a lot of respect for avocados. I figured it also really looks appealing to me for some reason. So what uh, tool did you uh, start working with? Wix, new sponsor Wix. Oh yeah. Uh, well, and you had asked me what's a good website builder. I, I, I think that for uh, simplicity, Wix is a way to go for sure. I, I've used it. I've built sites with it. Um, I think it's fine and dandy. I really would like to put up a WordPress site for us, but uh, I don't know that I have the bandwidth to both podcast and build a site. So I, I, I am deferring to you. Again, I'm just the sidekick. I hear you. I might, uh, I might kick it over to you just to, uh, just if I can't figure something out. Cause sure. Yeah. But I, I kind of wanted to do this just because I wanted to try. I've never done it before. So, are you choosing a theme? Are you are you starting from a theme? Yeah, I started with a theme. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you can get in there with a theme and and break it down in parts and build it up in other parts and. Uh, yeah, I think that's a good way to go, and uh, the URL is onemagicalhour.com. Yep. It will be, yeah. OneMagicalHour.com and OneMagicalHour.net will both get you there eventually. That's outstanding. When it's time to go live, as we say in the website building business. And when you go live, are you going to put all these episodes up there? I will, yeah. Yeah, good. Good, good, good. Because people will inevitably want to go back in time to our humble beginnings yeah. for sure <laughs> back before back before we exploded onto the uh i was gonna say onto itunes but that doesn't exist anymore back before we crushed the joe rogan experience on spotify before spotify's server crashed when when one magical hour a matthew and schaefer podcast spectacular or extravaganza or hood nanny. What what are the anagrams on that? Maybe <laughs> maybe we should look at that first. Yeah, definitely. Uh, a tough part of the whole podcasting game is just just waiting out Spotify and that whole negotiation process. Yeah, yeah. Right. We are uh, we're on the edge of our seat. So, do you have any pictures of us to put on the website? I must. I must. I don't know. My problem is that, like, this desktop Mac that I use is, it's about 15 years old. Yeah. There was some, like, problem with the like somewhere around, you know, they call their operating systems like Snow Leopard and then Lion and now there's Lynx or something. Uh, 
somewhere around like Lion 10 or something, there was some kind of mess up. And if you didn't, if you weren't on top of things back then, you cannot go now. Like there was my, my desktop operating system is stuck on like Lion 10.0 or something, which is like 10 years old now. Uh, and no matter what I, no matter what I dug up on the internet, there's nothing I can do to bring it up, which means that I can't get the latest version of iTunes in order to get my phone to drive with my computer. So my, I, I don't back up my phone to my computer at all. Uh, so all of the, if I want to get a phone from my computer from, if I want to get a picture from my phone to my computer, I have to email it. So I basically have this, I have a ton of photos from what, from like, uh, like an eight year period when my phone did sync to my computer. Uh, but it, like I say, it is a specific time period. So podcasting goal could be upgrading your computer system. Yeah, that might not, that might not be the worst idea in the world. I'll, I'll look into that soon. That's, I think that this is a good enough excuse to do that. <laughs> <laughs> the best of excuses. Scary. It's like a, it reminds me of one of those, uh, you're like one of those holograms in a mirror on the haunted house at Disneyland. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever been there. <laughs> I just- the ghost of old king cole you should be able to change it to gallery view and see us a little bigger there oh yeah that is terrifying uh, for of all the listeners i'm glad you can't see schaefer <laughs> on the video call right now because you would be scared s-less you like you that picture though right yeah yeah i did it's outstanding uh, so we've been going to Bull Creek a bunch, just because it's somewhere to go where there's not a lot of people. Uh, we were going there in the spring when the creek was still running and kind of uh, splashing around. And then now, uh, here in the last few weeks, we've just been going in and walking the trail. And you can, this is like Upper Bull Creek, uh, right at Spicewood Springs. You sort of enter the trail going south and it comes to this point where you cross the creek. The trail crosses the creek. There's a there's a sign. And on the other side of the trail, it gets really um, steep, steep in parts and kind of technical. And then at one point, you're like up on the limestone bluff and the creek is way below you. And um, I took my kids out there recently to do kind of a, a bear grills running wild situation. And we had a good time. But there's a really interesting feature out there. Uh, there is a car from possibly the forties. Um, it is buried mostly in, um, like in the side of the Creek, uh, and all smashed up. Um, look, I'll, I'll send you a picture of that in the chat here. Um, it is really fascinating. This is up like if, uh, up up off of uh, three sixty. Yes. 
and if you go keep going like kind of west uh, on Spicewood Springs, it like curves and there's that. <clears throat> part. No, no, this is the trailhead that is right at 360 in Spicewood Springs. Oh, okay. It's not far, like further up is St. Edwards Park. This is just, it's where the creek runs along 360 for a ways. And then actually right there at the car is uh, an, an overpass that's further down from this trailhead of 360s, like right there. Um, any, the, this, the, the, this old car that's buried in the side of the creek is fascinating. It, it looks like my theory was that it had been washed away by flood and got stuck there. I'm, I'm reading some, I can't find anything definitive about the history of this car. Nothing that I've read indicates the maker model, which is really what I was interested in. But then there's also like, you know, old stories of how that car came to be there. Like, uh, like it was a mob hit um and, or it was a, a crash it was like yeah, a was, bonnie and clyde-esque crash it looks like a mob mob car doesn't it right it's definitely uh it's like a coupe and i think I, I i know a little bit about cars i think it's from the 40s um but it, it's pretty pretty fun little thing to come along in a creek but we, we're on this part of the trail that you really got to pay attention to what you're doing and especially if you got your kids. And I just, I, it just strikes me about how when you do something like that, like a really tough hike or, um, or you're on a bike going really fast, or recently I got a chance to wakeboard, which I had not done in a very long time. I, I love that feeling and, and a lot of people do, and that's why they do stuff like this, but I love that feeling of immediacy <laughs> when you're doing something like that like you you have to be so present in what you're doing to, to not fall or crash or slap your face on the water like man that, there's really such a nice um such a nice sense of being totally present when you're doing something like that there's no room for anxiety when you're doing something like that you know yeah. It's funny. It's funny how sometimes this podcast is funny and other times it's not. Well, I was just thinking, like, yeah, I mean, unfortunately, it's not going to the happiest place, but uh, did you know Hodge, uh, beer rep for Oscar Blues? Ben Hodge had a big beard. And he used buddies with the Waller Creek bar owners, right? Yeah. Yeah, I ended up buddies with him, too. He hung out with us one night when we met. I don't know. I don't think you were there, but he hung out with us a quickie-picky one night, right when Lisa got back into town. Okay. It was funny because he and Lisa are both, you know, they were both the kind of they were both the kind of people who hit arguments head on. So like, I and you know me, I don't like confrontation of any kind. And but they were like, they like butted heads, and but because they were that way, they both like immediately respected each other, and everything was fine. But I was like, I wanted to hide under the table for a few seconds. Um, 
anyway, Hodge was hiking in the Grand Canyon and slipped and fell, and he's no longer with us. Oh, my goodness. You were kidding me. So, obviously, conversation about immediacy uh, made me think of that. But When did that happen? Uh, just a couple weeks ago. Wow. Um, well, I am sorry to hear that. Yeah, and not to be dire, more just to remember, like, remember, remember a cool guy. Nice to have uh, a memory of him here on this podcast. Um, but yeah, just surprising. Like, I, you know, I think that uh, that actually happens more than we realize in the Grand Canyon. Uh, it's my understanding. I talked to my mom about it. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, still sad and really like, especially for people who are really close to him. You know, took took them by surprise. Yeah, but cool dude. Finally remembered. Um, ben Hodge. He's definitely one of those people where if there is like a magical, beautiful hippie psychedelic afterlife, he's definitely in it. So. Well, it's entirely possible. Uh, and yeah, be careful when you're hiking, especially like you said, with your kids. Although I think that, I mean, kids are just closer to the ground. They're just, they're less likely. I think an adult walking around by himself, you know, our heads are further away from the earth. So, I mean, there, like, there are parts of this trail where you could slip and fall to the creek and, and quite possibly hurt yourself, but I don't know. I feel like our lives are in some ways so ridiculously padded and safe that introducing some amount of like controlled chaos to kids is good. I, I, I think you can get to a certain age and, and think that like, you know, everything's safe. How's the uh, how's Griffin skateboarding coming? Uh great. Um it's amazing. Uh he is dropping in on ramps that I uh I never dropped in on. Um of course the schools will slow us down a little bit, but um boy, he was really on a run there going to the skate park and the younger kids just kind of marveling at him. And of course he's the youngest one. And and then the older kids, people saying stuff to us about it. Uh, you know. Wow. Hey, so, hey, hey, that kid's that kid's good. He's advanced, you know. That's yeah. great. You just gotta figure out how to encourage it, cultivate it, and monetize it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh well, I'm not far behind you. I just bought uh, I bought Shafi, I bought my nephew a, a, a bongo board. So, oh, right. So he can get his balance on. Yeah, that's his birthday present. And that's like, that's my gateway. That's, I'm going to get his mother comfortable with, you know, him being on that. And then for maybe for Christmas or for birthday next year, I'll get him a skateboard. Awesome. But I want to get like, you know, I'm going to, I'll get you that skateboard um my kids are real keen on uh you giving me that skateboard now I'm, I'm a little confused you say it's cracked in the middle yeah but i just laid the i drilled some new holes and just sandwiched it 
together. So, uh, and it's, so it still operates 100%. Yeah. yeah. Cool. I mean that like Jameson and I rode this skateboard all over New York city after the crack. And, but is that the skateboard that Jameson took the famous fall on? Yeah. Cause, cause he was trying to ride it down the, down the east side of the Brooklyn bridge, uh, the uh, Williamsburg bridge. Not, it wasn't the skateboard's fault. Right. There's. <laughs> As an operator error. <laughs> uh, boy, uh, has the rain started over there? It just exploded over here. Um, we're in a little bit of a lull. Uh, I'm excited. They just like my uh, up at my dad's place. They're getting like 12 hours worth of rain, which they haven't had in years. Oh boy, yeah, it looks like it's about to absolutely dump. Um, yeah, we may have to delay going to get the kids today. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Amanda, can you you take care of him a little longer? So that's uh, this week. Amanda's been taking care of him. Yeah, Amanda's the project manager there. Yeah, and uh, so far it's going quite well. There's plenty of time for things to melt down. But. I mean, she can she can handle what there's like. There's four kids. She, she, she was talking about it yesterday, how in her previous job, I think she worked at the Discovery School, that it, it was she and another teacher, but they had 32 kids. See, that's batshit crazy to me. And these kids, are, they're all like her friend's kids. So they're actually raised, you know, with some kind of consideration. You well, know? One, one would hope. I, I, I definitely think, you know, I, we, I feel like we know her well enough that if, if something was really going off the rails, she's going to let us know. So, but I mean, really, I think, <laughs> I think really that it's an ideal situation for her and the kids. You know, I, I honestly think it's going to be difficult going back to a traditional schooling situation. Uh, but we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. <laughs> and we may not have to worry about that for the whole school year, who knows? I was gonna say, is there is there any reason why you couldn't keep it going if you wanted to? Well, I mean, I think at some point they're gonna stop virtual learning as an option, but that certainly may not be in the school year. Even if a vaccine is approved, there's still the time it takes to, to get it to everyone and, Sure. Uh, you know, other factors like, you know, people who are immunocompromised. I, I, you know, I, I can see this whole school year being virtual for some kids. The really interesting junction is going to be when they, they're doing some in-person classwork and, and uh, people can choose to stay virtual. And then there's going to be kind of a, a shift of personnel with the teachers because they don't know how many kids are coming back now when they find out then they're going to sort of have to reallocate because the teacher is not going to be able to do virtual and in-person learning so uh, it seems like a complete logistical nightmare to me 
and I'm glad I'm not the superintendent of schools for many reasons. No doubt. But how does how do the laws work? Like, if you guys wanted to just like say, "Hey, everything's going fine with Amanda. We're gonna keep our kids in this mini Amanda school indefinitely." Would like would you be able to well, do that? I mean, right now Amanda's not teaching them. She's not having to bring curriculum. Oh, I see. I get it. They're all in AISD. All the curriculum's laid out for them. She's just got. She just got to keep them on task and. Uh, I mean, she's, I mean, she fully intends to work with them during their downtimes, which is, which is great. Yeah. Um, so. Oh, that makes that, I get it now. Yeah. I see the difference. Yeah. And it's, it's like so many other things we're dealing with here. There's uh, a lot of uncertainties. I would think that Amanda would have a lot to teach. Amanda probably has a lot to teach me, much less a lot to teach kids. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we all learn a lot from Amanda. I'm savvy. Yeah. Well, in light of all that, I am going to have to uh, say goodbye to you today. But uh, we should podcast again tomorrow. Lightning bolt set off some mug. Adieu, adieu. Parting is such sweet sorrow. What? Do we have any goals for tomorrow? or? Bobby, why don't you go look in the adventure section? Anything about a boy with gumption should be fine. <laughs> um not yet <laughs> amy said to me amy said to me um so do you guys have it all storyboarded out like the season like does it build on you <laughs> it definitely does <laughs> I mean, it definitely i told her that it builds on itself but we just build there's no doubt about that we not have anything storyboarded it's a little less incompetent every day. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's on an upward trajectory. I was really down on episode four until I gave it another listen. Well, but, I, was, I was listening to it last night and I was tired and I didn't get very far into it. And I was just like, this is garbage. But the meat of it is further in. So. But it's, but it's important that we not get so competent that people come to expect things from us. Right. Right. <laughs> that is the key come on down you are the next contestant on the price is right see i don't need, i don't even know how to use drops yet wish you weren't so fucking awkward bud <laughs> there goes our pg-13 rating all right buddy drag weeds it's the, letter, the letter kenny soundboard is gonna have too much profanity in it i guess <laughs> been good podcasting with you today let's do it again tomorrow take care uh, and remember the worst the the poorer the choices the sweeter the wine